Hey there, and welcome to What The 50 Podcast, a show for women of a certain age, you know who you are, because it's never too late to start living your best life. I'm your host, Cindy Bell. Let's get this started. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be here today. This is Cindy Bell with What The 50, and I have a special guest. I just love, love, love this person I have on today. This is Devin Duran. Hey, Devin. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm super excited for you and this, all that you're doing. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. So Devin is not a woman of a certain age in that she's not in her fifties. She's in her early forties, but we are going to have a fun conversation today about that and the difference between being in your forties and being in your fifties, what that kind of looks like. And it turns out that she and I have a lot of questions for each other and maybe some answers for each other too. But first I, Devin, just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are because you're a total badass. So you better tell the truth who you are, what you do, why it matters, all that good stuff. Okay. So, um, again, my name is Devin Duran and, um, I own a real estate brokerage in Wasilla, Alaska. Um, we started in October of 2018 Um, And that's how Cindy and I actually became good friends. And um, we have just been going strong ever since. I've been uh, selling real estate since I was in my early 20s. Um, So I always kind of say like, it's really the only job I ever have had. And um, I am a a mom to to two awesome girls. And I've, uh, over the course of my life, have uh, got the opportunity to have two bonus daughters. So that's really cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm a girl mom, big time. Uh, yes, you are. All, and you're, all, all things girl. And you're a cat mom. Are all your cats girls too? They are. They are. <laughs> Only Okay. So broker owner of a real estate company. So what, what else do you do? Like, do you, what, I know you're a, to, you're totally into CrossFit, right? Uh, you know, I, I've kind of transitioned out of CrossFit, although I'm still working with my coach from CrossFit. Okay. I don't know that I would, because I, it's like, almost like we do a lot of the CrossFit minus the gymnastics. Cause um, that's not my jam at all. <laughs> I'm like the, you know, I don't know the older I get, like the more emotion sick I get. So like, I don't like to be upside down or like, and you know, uh, I was, telling my, I was telling my daughter Macy this last night, cause she's like back in the CrossFit scene. And, um, I was telling her that she was asking me, Oh, like, do you work on pull-ups or do you work on like toes to bar? And I'm like, no, I don't do any of that crap. Um, like my only, like my decision tree for whether I want to do it or not is like, does this make me look better naked? <laughs> I love that. That would be like the test for all of us. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm like pull-ups, handstands. I'm like, I can get there a different way. So Devin Grace is uh, one of the chapters in my newly released book. I don't know if you've read it yet, but you're in there. I haven't. I ordered it. It's not here yet. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm excited. Cause I know what the chapter is about. And yeah. um, I was telling you the other day, it's, it's as like, not cool of a situation as it was. It's probably one of the coolest things I have done in my position as a brokerage owner. But basically for you people listening here, like, what are they talking about? (laughs) I was working, Devin was my broker at her brokerage, but another opportunity came along for me that I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to take this, but I love Devin and her company and everything about it. And I didn't want to do it, but I kind of knew I had to. So we had the hard conversation and then we made the decision together 
to make a video together about how to leave your, how to break up with your broker. We got out in front of the information because we didn't want people, because the real estate industry can be really gossipy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, um, it's funny because my daughter's about to graduate from hair school and she talks about like kind of what a, a caddy industry that is. And I'm like, I think we're right there with you. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just that way. Um, so let's talk like age and female stuff. You're 42. Yeah. So as a 40 something year old woman, when you look at women, my age, what are your thoughts? Like, do you think we're old? <laughs> So it's funny because I look at you, Cindy, and I'm like, totally not old. Like, I want to be like that. I wish, I hope I look like that when I'm 45. <laughs> um, but I, I always think of this, like, I think sometimes like this is like the universe getting back at me or something. I remember being in college and I was a really young college student because um, I graduated when I was just barely 17. And um, I remember um, being in college and we were having a conversation about 30 being old. And, um, this girl looked at me and she was like, Hey, now I'm 28. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, you're old. I have definitely struggled with, uh, with like feeling like I'm old right now. So like, yeah, the, the idea of being in my fifties is terrifying. I remember when I turned 40, I'm like, Oh, this is it. This <laughs> is it. This is it's all downhill from here. And it is scary. The aging process can be scary. Yeah. And I went like, it's, I think every probably 40 year old woman says this, like, I wish I knew, you know, like, I yeah. wish I knew what I knew today or what I know today, but you know, looked like I did when I was in my twenties, um, where you just kind of like a little bit, take things for granted. <laughs> like one oh, of the wow. things I think is really funny about being in your forties is, um, I never thought that I would be like, wanting to make my face fatter. <laughs> I like, I never even would have guessed that's a thing. They're like, you lose your fat pads in your face or whatever. And I remember like always being self-conscious about my round face. And now my round face is going away. And I'm like, I want that damn round face back. Cause guess what? Those round faces don't wrinkle. <laughs> I have like a whole list of stuff. Like I was sitting down, like just jotting notes to this morning um, of like things that I'm like, I would love to ask uh, Cindy about. Um, so in your fifties, um, what do you think about the importance of having girlfriends? Like good, solid girlfriends. I do think it's super important. I think it depends on your own personal like relationship. Like, do you have a spouse? Do you have like mm -hmm. you have a significant other? Um, I know if I weren't married, I would need a lot more girlfriends in my life. I know that, but I do. I do love my girlfriends. I don't need a ton of them and I don't need high maintenance girlfriends. <laughs> That's one thing. I love a good friend who I can connect with like after two or three months and we just pick up right where we left off. So yeah. I don't need high, high maintenance, but I mean, girlfriends are super important because as we get older and older, statistically, you know, the men are going to die off before we do. So <laughs> we need each other. Sure. Right. Yeah. I just, I like, I find that like, it's harder to maintain friendships. I think now, because, you know, just like 
shit happens. I have a, I have one of my best friends is a grandma and like, I get that that's like a priority. Like, I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I went to actually see her, um, when she, her, the baby was five days old oh. and, uh, she's in Texas and it was really cool to see her. But I remember thinking like, it's so freaking cool. You're a grandma. And I'm so glad I'm not one. Right. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, but okay. So there is like a huge trend of people like talking like on social media and TikTok and reels about this whole concept of masculine and feminine energy. And I have to be honest, I've never heard it even mentioned until maybe like two years ago. So what the fuck is this? (laughs) Exactly. I've heard a lot about this too. And I have actually studied it a little bit. And then if, if it's what I think you're referring to is that women naturally have a feminine energy. Men naturally have a masculine energy. And when you try to be the different, the opposite genders energy, like, and so a lot of women are being told, you know, stay in your feminine energy, which does not mean be submissive, be small, play small, don't say too much. It means to lead more with vulnerability and your heart and and softness, if that makes sense. But that doesn't know can't be an alpha female. Right. Right. It's just confusing because like, I felt like before this, you know, has all came out that it's like, you're either like a boss bitch or a soccer mom. (laughs) And there's like, not this crossing over and they're like, lead with your feminine energy and your vulnerability, but you know, you can do anything men can do. And it's just, I think it's confusing. It's confusing. It's hard. And it's like hard to like, I think naturally, uh, I, and I think I, I don't think this is like something that I've developed in my adulthood. I've always been this way. Like I've always been like super problem solver task oriented, and that is definitely in your masculine. And then trying to like tap into your, because I agree, like if you're not, you're constantly on that masculine wavelength or whatever vibrations or whatever it yeah. is, um, it's very difficult to have a relationship because like, you know, I mean, it's just difficult. Um, and so I, I, I struggle with that. I have to like, listen to, I have to be like ultra aware of that. You're a total alpha female, right? But you've also had to be very independent and on your own for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Right? You did shit yourself. So you yeah. developed this independent spirit where you don't really need anybody, but you got married recently to Mike. And yeah. so there he is, this new man in your life. And do you find that maybe there's this sort of tension between letting him help you in the ways that you've always <laughs> done everything for yourself? Cause I know I kind of feel that with Jeff. Like I'm like, you don't need to do that for me. I literally took care of myself for so many years <laughs> being an army wife. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. What no, I, I definitely feel that struggle. Like, I mean, just as simple as like taking kids to school and he's like home for the, you know, the time that he, cause he works, you know, you know, a rotating schedule and he's like, it's okay to be like, Hey, can you do this? And yeah, I'm just so, um, so accustomed and conditioned to like just handling it that it's, it's like hard. It's like totally out of character for me to even ask for help. Um, I don't know if you saw the thing I posted this morning, but I, I follow this pastor, um, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I don't know if you know who she is. I saw I it in her. your story, right? It was, in and your- I, I, 
Yeah. What she said, I posted that cause it like kind of resonated with me cause I was trying to like, I was writing about, you know, like things that I wanted to talk with you about today. And like what she said just was like, this is kind of the same thing. And, and she said, the woman you needed to become to survive is not the same woman you need to be in order to thrive. And I'm like, that just resonated with me really deeply. Um, because I, I was thinking about like, you know, when you first get into real estate, people are like, you got to find your why you got to find your why. And, um, I remember my biggest why, I mean, I was 21 years old, had an infant, uh, I had a college degree, but no work experience and been married, divorced and had a kid in 18 months. And my only why was, I just didn't want to be on welfare. Yeah. Like that was it. And I remember, um, a very well-respected leader in our industry said to me one time, um, you know, we were talking about the why and I shared that with him and I was probably six or seven years into the, you know, real estate. And it was clear that I was going to make a career of this at that point. Um, and he said, you got to find a different one. And I'm not sure sometimes if I ever have. That's honest. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Devin, you're not going to be on welfare. <laughs> like, you know, like find something different. And I think sometimes I feel like I, I, I can lack a little bit of passion about it because that why is just not a real thing anymore. Let me ask you this. Do you love real estate? Because I'll be honest, I don't love real estate, but I love helping people. Mm -hmm. So what about you? Do you love real estate? I think you love it a lot more than I do because you're really, really freaking good at it. I do love it. Um, there's definitely parts of it that I don't love. It's funny. Cause I, you know, I talk about, I talk about this with my coach, um, the parts about it that I love are parts that a lot of people hate. Uh, so I love conflict resolution. Like I am really into it. Um, you know, I, I, talk about this probably only with my husband, but like, if I could start like a mediation company, oh, wow. um, I, I, I actually love mediation. And even when the mediations don't resolve, um, I, I still enjoy that process. Um, I love conflict resolution. I think that's what we're doing a majority of the day. Um, I, the part that I actually hate about real estate is, is really like the marketing part. If I could just like shut my social media off, I would, um, but you just really can't, that's not an option, like really in real not estate. Anymore. I mean, nope. no, it's not. And you know, it's, it's not that I, I mind people seeing like my life or anything. Like, I feel like I'm pretty open and I'm an open book. I just, I, it feels like exhausting to me to do it. I okay. I, I got another question back on right. the woman thing. Okay. So there's this whole movement, um, besides the masculine feminine thing about self-care. Yeah. Is that out of control in your opinion? Uh, it's yeah. I mean, what is self-care anyway? I do think it's out <laughs> of control that it's kind of taken on this whole new meaning like self-care and it's, I think it's overemphasized right now. I think it's, you know, sometimes you just have to get your ass up and go to work and do the hard things. And for me, that is self-care. <laughs> Like I don't see sit, taking a bath or reading a book or lighting a candle that doesn't resonate with me as being self-care. Yeah. Self-care is like doing the hard things because hard things, you know, discipline, that's when you experience success. And so to me, that's self-care. Is that re what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I was, I, I want to say it was maybe 
Coach Nate that talked about um, like, he, well, I mean, I know he all constantly talks about like keeping your agreements and keep it most importantly, keeping your agreements with yourself. And, um, yeah, that's probably the most valuable thing you could do way more than getting massages or meditation or journaling. I mean, whatever it is, that's like, I just feel like this, there's this whole self-care movement that is just a little out of control. And I like, I feel like I am aware enough to realize it, but I wonder like women that are 10 years younger than I am, like are, you know what I mean? And because they're really like coming into adulthood in the whole, like on the onset of this whole self-care movement. And it's like, where does this end? Like, (laughs) where is this like separating you from the reality of what it takes to be um, successful or live like a happy, fulfilling life? That's such a good question because I think that the pendulum has probably swung too far. Mm -hmm. And I think that women in their twenties and thirties may have swung over to devoting too much time to self-care. And I don't say that in a judgmental way. Um, I'll say this, the, the emphasis, especially in our industry of your morning miracle, your miracle morning. Um, here's what you need to do every morning. You need to meditate for 10 minutes and then read a book for 20 minutes. And then all these, you know, other things that you have to check off every single morning in order to be successful, all those self-care things. Like for me, it doesn't necessarily work. I do do my daily focus every morning where I know what I'm doing every day. And you do that every Sunday afternoon, right? Where you Mm -hmm. up for the week powerfully. I think that that is really, really important, but frankly, I'm never going to (laughs) meditate. I've tried so many times. I I can't do it. And I'm never going to do yoga. I'm sorry. I love those people who can do yoga. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I, I haven't been running as much lately uh, because I've had an issue with my hip, but I was telling coach Nate one time how I feel like um, running was my meditation because I feel like it's all about like clearing your head and whatever's in your head and, you know, creating space so that new ideas can flow in, I think is what the the goal is behind it. But like when I meditate, I just lay there and think of all the things I need to do. Um, when I run running's never came easy to me. Um, I've always had a difficult time running and all I'm thinking, like, I'm not even really thinking about anything. I'm just like trying to survive. (laughs) And I, I feel like that always gave me this, like, you know, clear head, um, because I'm like, I'm just worrying about like breathing. Yeah. Um, which I think is the concept of meditation, but I could just never get there with it. I had to be doing something where I felt like I was literally going to die. And, um, and then that just kind of cleared my head. Like, I wasn't worried about like, you know, a pissed off, you know, agent or, you know, what I needed to do that day or, you know, things I was falling behind on. I was just like, I just need a breath of air to go into my lungs. Right. Um, I'll, I'll talk about cardio for a second and see if you agree. I don't do cardio anymore for weight loss. Um, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I, I do it for the endorphin rush and for, you know, the, the benefits to your heart. Um, but for me, it doesn't work anymore for weight loss. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's, it's interesting how your body like changes. I remember I could like stop eating, like stopping eating doesn't work for me either. Um, like, you know, that I, I will, my body will just freeze up if I like drastically reduce my calories. Um, 
And so, yeah, no, but I, I still like doing cardio. It's more of a, a mental thing. Like, uh, yeah, I, I always joke and say like personal trainers cheaper than a psychiatrist. <laughs> okay. Well, this is kind of on the same, uh, level as the self-care thing. Um, but this whole, I like, we are inundated constantly with like this whole idea of like perfection and like the emphasis on like stay, like being youthful. Um, and I think that's probably what's terrifying to 99% of people, whether they're, you know, in their thirties and terrified of being 40 or in their forties and terrified of being 50, or maybe I, I have this concept in my mind that when you're six, after you're 60, you're like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope that's true, but, um, I, I just, what do you think about that? I mean, um, you know, like Jennifer Lopez, it's a perfect example. I don't know. She's like 54 or something like yeah. that. And, and you, that is your like benchmark <laughs> and, um, you're like, oh my gosh, I am really slipping in life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, I just, I, I just wonder like, how do you deal with that? Um, it's how do you. It's manage that. It's it's a lot. I think about it a lot. I probably I'm sure I think about it way more than I should. I don't even know what's a pro, I, who cares, right? I think right. about it a lot. Now, if I'm being really honest, there's a part of me that wishes I could just not even care. Like go gray, just <laughs> eat me and let it happen, but I do I don't I care. And I don't, I want to look as young as I can for as long as I can. You know, that's the reason I work out. It's the reason I make an attempt to look good. Um, however, I do think that there's a point like a tipping point, especially for women, women, my age, I think there's a point where you have to kind of back off a little bit on doing all the things, because I think women can actually start to look older when they're my age and uh, into their sixties, the more they do to try to look sure. younger then it actually has the opposite effect. And so I'm going to let it happen at some point, but I'm like four and a half years away from 60. And so now I'm like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, like, seriously, I'm going to be 60. Am I going to really let this go? Like, I, I think it, I don't think it probably has to be like an all or nothing thing. Yeah. I think when you I, I just get concerned and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't think anybody ever sets out to like do so much of the things to maintain your youth that you no yeah. longer look like yourself. I think it happens gradually over time. And I see it with so many women my age. I mean, like I've had women that I've ran into that I are my age. I went to school with and I don't even recognize them. Right. And, um, but, and I don't judge them because I understand, like, I look at myself every day in the mirror too, and think like, when did this happen? Or, right. you know, like, you know, when did these lines on my neck happen? And, and it just like, it happens gradually over time too, but it's like, how, how are we supposed to stay in the mindset? Like, I, I am not against any procedure that yeah. makes you feel good um, at all. Uh, you know, no shame in that whatsoever. Um, just, but like, how do you keep like a, still like a healthy mindset, uh, as opposed to like, I have to look like this unattainable being, 
Um, right. And that's what I'm constantly trying to achieve because you'll be chasing that forever. You absolutely. I think it has to do with uh, having a mindset of total self-love. And I know that sounds woo-woo, but really loving your damn self so much. And this takes time. I mean, it's still a process for me. Um, knowing who you are so profoundly, loving yourself so much. At some point, you do allow this to happen. Now, like you, I don't judge anybody. Do whatever you want to do. I've had stuff done, not a whole lot, but I've had, I mean, I am dabbling in all of this, right? But um, at a certain point, I think every woman needs to say, okay, and gracefully walk into self-acceptance, whatever that looks like for her. Now you said some of your friends are unrecognizable because they've had so much done. The opposite is also true. Some of my friends are unrecognizable because they have not taken care of themselves at all. Sure. Yeah. I've seen that too. It's like, I want to try to maintain this healthy middle ground. I hope I'm doing it, but I don't know. It's a great question. Like I've never, I've never been enough. I've never been good enough. And that has to do with a lot of childhood stuff that I've carried with me, but Um, I think that when you've been through so much, like, you know, you know, my story, I've been married and divorced twice. And now I'm, I'm I'm married to Jeff, my third husband, there's a lot of baggage and shame that comes along (laughs) with that, you know? And so getting to the point where you're like, you know what, screw what anybody else thinks. I no longer care. I am choosing, I'm actively choosing to take care of myself and to forget forgive myself and to be okay. And just to say enough, enough shame, enough drama, enough of that. I deserve better. And I'm at a place in my life right now where it's really time to start truly loving who I am. That doesn't mean I think I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I love everything about myself or I'm not trying to get better, but being okay every single day, just saying, you know what? I did my best. I screwed up but here I am. I'm still breathing. No one died. I did my best. And then there's tomorrow and giving yourself a lot of grace. So easy for me to think about business things in this context, but it's not easy for me to think about this in like terms of like relationships or, you know, my relationship, even with myself. Um, I, I remember talking about this in one of like our circle of champions calls. Like we were talking about, Oh, you know, if, you know, we had a goal, that we'd set like a 90 day goal or something like that. And, um, I think my 90 day goal was I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars in 90 days. I did it. And I was like, okay, this isn't like the feeling that I was expecting. Yeah. Like I was expecting like this, hell yeah. Like I'm on top of the world. And, um, I, I think it was coach Nate in one of the calls that said, um, like you need to, you need to focus more on like the feeling you're trying to accomplish than necessarily like the, the checked off item, the to-do list that you're, because you, you, the, those are not the same thing. Mm. And you might've been able to achieve the feeling you were looking for without achieve like without that checked off item, mm. but not that you can't expect that you're going to achieve that feeling with this item. If like, you don't tie those two together. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how it was, but I just, I feel like we're, we're constantly in this like evolution thinking that there's like a stopping point. Right. 
what do you wish you would have spent more time doing in your 40s? Oh, that's good. Um, I will say with my kids, because I think when I was in my 40s, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Because I spent my 20s and 30s like being stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. um, then when I hit my 40s, I'm like, okay, I got to make money. But I missed a lot, not a lot, but you know, my kids were like, youngish and coming into their teen years. And as you know, you can't get time back with your kids when that's gone. It's yeah. gone. Um, I also wish I had spent less time worrying about what, what other people thought of me. I wish I had found this unapologetic badassery mindset in my forties instead of my fifties. Do you think that's, that would have been possible? I mean, it is, yeah. <laughs> Probably not with the situation that I was in at that time. Probably not. Yeah. So. Um, I think part of your like badassery is just like acknowledging that and just being like, it's now for me. So <laughs> yeah, it is now like I, I my forties were kind of a blur. Honestly, it's like what happened, but forties are also a weird decade because you are entering that whole uh, hormonal thing where you're starting to feel really different and you you're noticing things about yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, everything feels like, Oh, it's shifting. And you can speak to that right now. Right. Oh yeah. Like just like randomly, like I'm just randomly sweating. Yeah. <laughs> hey, weren't you going to start a podcast about like, why the fuck am I sweating? Yes. Yes. I still, uh, I still have thoughts of that. Good. I even one time had a, like a, I don't know what a logo or like a cover for it made up Wow! Uh, just because I was, you know, in a class and they're like, just take the next step. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. So I like found somebody on Fiverr to make me like a logo. Um, and yeah, it's still definitely, uh, oh, that would be on, on the list. Um, like what's something that we can do in our forties, um, so that we don't get in this mindset of like, my time's over. Like I think two things to start embrace the mentality that life is short, because I don't think we always understand that. And once you get into your fifties, you really start to see it, that life is really, really short. If you can embrace that, even if you don't feel it, embrace it and just say life is short and live every single day. Like it might be your last that would, I think help a lot of people um, make better decisions and do things that are actually more important or going to have more long-term benefits for themselves. The other thing is get super focused on your health because you can't take that for granted. Like eliminating sugar. I it's, it sounds like so trendy, but it is really, it makes such a difference as you get to be my age, how much better you feel and look and act and sleep when you get rid of sugar. Sleep. That's like a, that's yeah. one that that's came out of nowhere for me. Oh, my that God. came out of nowhere. <laughs> like I, I used to be like, I could sleep through anything, go on camping trips, you know, with people that snore doesn't bother me a bit. And now I'm like, I'm lucky if I get, you know, I I'm on this whole natural regimen of supplements that is helping. Um, yeah. but yeah, my, my lack of sleep came out of nowhere. And like, all of a sudden I was sleeping like two hours a night. It's a big thing because if you're not sleeping, I mean, your day sucks. 
And then think about that happens every single night. I am chasing sleep, like sleep, sleeping and pooping are like, (laughs) it's a thing. It's really a thing, especially as you're getting older. So if you, you know, find a way to get sleep, however that looks for you. So important people. I think they were, um, that is really minimized in how, because like I said, everything is confusing and everything is, um, contradicting like work, 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 you know, you know, give it your all, you know, do whatever it takes, but get at eight hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. So, but sleep is so, so huge. Um, Oh, I, mean, really, just- I, used to, I used to think I was a hero for getting only needing four or five hours of sleep at night. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's sad. Like, and then you get anxiety about not having, not being well rested and yeah, it's, it's true. I, I think that the health thing is a big thing. Um, and and I, yeah, be more, none of the rest of it, none of it matters. Self-care girlfriends, none of that matters if your health sucks. That's right. And actually really paying attention to what you're eating. Um, We eat a lot of crap as Americans. We really, really do. And, and also the drinking thing, like pulling back on that and not drinking as much makes a huge difference. And that's like my body did that for me. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I just hate. I, I can't handle hangovers like no. I used to. So it's not like that I don't drink because I definitely do. Um, it's not that I don't, you know, overindulge here and there, but like it is few and far between because I hate that feeling. And I also see the effects of drinking on, you know, not just women, but like men my age that are definitely, you know, heavy drinkers. And, and that manifests itself in so many ways in your body. Oh yeah. I think people hit a point when they hit right around 40 or so everyone kind of looks good until they're about 40, regardless of how, what they do. And then when you're about 40, it starts to show if you've made good choices for yourself, for your health, it Mm -hmm. shows. And if you haven't, it shows. Yeah. It's this really weird place. It's like just uh, arrives (laughs) on your face. Yes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Right. Well, Devin, it's been so amazing to have you as my guest. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to you starting your podcast. <laughs> I know I need, like I said, I think that the thing that gives me the anxiety is the technical aspect of yeah. it. Like, well, like, I feel like there's like this mystery process that nobody tells you about, you know? Yeah, <laughs> there is. And there isn't. And that's what I felt, but you know what I get on zoom. I set up my ring lights. I have my little microphone and I just have a background and I go for it and I hire out what you don't know. So I send it to my VA and he does the magic and uploads it. And it's really not as daunting as you think it's, it's, it's all right here. You just make the decision to do it and you jump and it, you'll screw up, you'll fail. And then it gets better and better. Yeah. I, I remember when we were at Shield Maiden, I remember Satema telling you, he's like, you take the camera, you turn it around yeah. and hit record. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, he's lying. That's yeah. not what he really does. And but I mean, is what he really does. Cause he just put out podcast episode 456 or something crazy today. And I was listening to it. He was in his car. I hear his car ding, 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 ding. When he opened his door and I'm like, he's on his damn phone recording a podcast. <laughs> and then he just 
he loaded it there there you have it so it and guess what people are listening i know it can be that easy so anyway. i think sometimes it doesn't even matter if people listen like it's just like the, there's something like magical about just getting it out there so true it's so true um anyway well thank you for being my guest i can't wait to see you i'll see you with like yes. in a couple months <laughs> Yes. Thank you. And I just want to say that I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of like what you're doing. I'm so anxious to get your book. And, um, I just love that, you know, you like said you're going to do something and here it is. Well, thank you so much. And I got to say, if it hadn't been for you, Devin, I would not have gone to shield maiden because you, you went before me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. I didn't know anything about it until you went. I, I remember being there and I'm like, Cindy needs to be here. <laughs> Cindy needs to do this. So I really appreciate it. Like you introduced me to this whole new world and that's why I am where I am right now. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if you enjoyed the program today, please feel free to share. I appreciate you. Get out there and start living your best damn life. Until next time, take care.